It's about time to take your great idea and turn it into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. Are you trying to showcase your work or sell products of any kind? Well, you can use their beautiful templates and customize just about anything and make a beautiful website all by yourself. And if you get stuck, they have 24-7 award-winning customer support that is there to help. Go to squarespace.com grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep with me, your host, Grace Helbig. This, I cannot believe, has not already happened. But finally, we have Barbara Dunkelman, as you will learn colloquially called Barbara Dongleman, on this episode of Not Too Deep. Uh, She's been someone that I've known in the digital space for years and years and years. We have so many similarities, it's insane. She's one of the strongest creative forces in rooster teeth. If you don't know, get ready because she wears a thousand hats and she wears them really, really well. I wish I could spend 10 hours talking to this human because we have very similar creative paths and I am so awed and inspired by the way that she's been able to build a very um, uh, energetic, curious, um, sexually explorative path in the nerd geek community. Uh, You'll learn way more. And also her parents have been on board the whole trip. Can you believe it? Enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep, finally, with Barbara Dunkelman. Not not too deep. Turn your great idea into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your work or you want to sell some products of any kind. They have beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything so you can easily make a beautiful website all by yourself. But if you get stuck, they have a 24-7 award-winning customer support that is there to help. So head to squarespace.com slash grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the Offer code GRACE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Barbara Dunkelman is here with us. Hey. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. You want to redo that again? (laughs) Yeah, we do fully scripted podcast episodes. Can we take it from the top? Uh, I forgot my line. One, I'm so excited you're here. Two, can't believe it's been this long since I've I guess I've just always assumed every time I see you, I'm just like, it feels like I'm catching up with an old friend that yeah. I'm like, we know each other. We've hung out. We've done this. And Although then I'm like, I've been thinking about it. We haven't really done anything, anything official with each other before. Right. That's why I was like. Other than that one time in college. Yeah. And that was unofficial. (laughs) Uh, But I I was so excited that you were in town and able to do this because it just feels like a long time coming. So thank you so much for making time. Of course. Thank you for having me. Um, I've started this new thing as of the previous podcast that we just recorded where I asked the guests a question you probably hate answering. But like, how do you describe what you do to someone? Like, what would you describe your profession, job? scenario is yeah it's difficult so it always depends on what the situation i'm in is um so if i go to convention usually i just describe myself as a voice actress because that's usually what i'm there for Mm -hmm. um but to the general public i say i do online entertainment there you go Um, (laughs) which could be taken in so many routes i say online entertainment that's not porn yeah there Um, you go (laughs) always got asterisks that but my actual title within rooster teeth is director of social media and community marketing okay so it's like a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how long, because you're originally from Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I read you became a fan of Rooster Teeth and then like uh, that kind of developed into a job. Can I you, stalked them until they hired me. Basically. That's a great method. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but how long ago was that? 
That was in 2004. Wow. When I started watching Rooster Teeth. They okay. were a year old and like a year into their series at that point. And I discovered them online. I was just, you know, a 15-year-old girl in Canada living with my family and my brothers. And they started watching the show called Red vs. Blue, which yeah. at the time I'm like, I just want to listen to the Spice Girls and chat on <laughs> AOL Instant Messenger. Um, and then I just slowly started listening to the show and started watching it and then got really into the community at Rooster Teeth. And seven years later, I think, is when they actually hired me. But I never thought it was going to be something that was going to happen to me. That's nuts. So wait, what? how was the hiring process? Like what actually transpired there? Well, I knocked on Bernie's door. No, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so after I graduated from college, I would write a lot of journals up on the Rooster Teeth community site being like, I'm looking for work, maybe yeah. internships, might move to Toronto, blah, 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 blah. And Bernie, who you obviously are familiar with, yeah. um, founder of Rooster Teeth, he reached out to me and he's like, hey, um, we really like you and we think that we should try to find a place for you at Rooster Teeth. Don't know if it's possible because you're in Canada and it's like whole work visa thing. Sure, yeah. But let's start looking at options. That's so cool. About I think it was it was in June of 2011 that he reached out. And then by December, I moved down to Austin. Really? Yeah. Okay. Probably wouldn't happen uh, these days with a work visa. Oh, God. Yeah, with this presidency. Don't get me started. Um, (laughs) But so, okay. How has Texas been compared to Canada? I'm sure you've answered this a thousand times in your life. But like now as an adult woman living in Texas... How, how is that? So t- Texas in general is probably very different. Austin is kind of not like the rest of Texas. Sure. Which, Austin's like a liberal city. Yeah. yeah. Very which artistic. Is what I'm used to. Yeah. Um, it's not too much different in terms of just the way people are and the way life is. Mm-hmm. I guess the biggest difference is that people could just have guns wherever they are, which right. is a little off-putting. Yeah. Uh, as a Canadian, when I'm used to seeing only cops with guns. Right, and, right, and right. Uh, and it's really hot all the time. That's yeah. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's super, super fun. Uh, I went to an RTX convention. I met Bernie through Hannah and then he was like, do you want to come down to this convention? I was like, ah, yeah. This is like at a VidCon. And I was like, I love conventions. Yay. (laughs) And then like went down to RTX and it was like completely out of my realm of knowing anything or anyone or what was going on. Yeah. And Bernie was like this little Pied Piper with all of these like people following him everywhere. (laughs) Typical Bernie. I was so blown away by it. And it's, it is such a community. Like it's Mm -hmm. massive. Uh, what I mean, how has it changed over the years? I guess I'm like, because you've been one, a very strong female force in that community, which Thank is you. so cool to see. Thank you. But also like it's a male dominated community in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. How have you seen changes happen? Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I, I again, joined really early on 2004 yeah. where they almost deleted my profile because there was like no women on the website. So Did they think it was like a hack? Ber- Bernie almost <laughs> deleted my profile thinking it was a fake profile. Really? Uh, thank God he didn't. So that would have been uh, life changing if he had done that. But uh, ever since I started, I-, I think I've seen a really big influx of women, both within the community and the company. Yeah. I think I was the third or fourth woman hired at Rooster Teeth. Wow. And now uh, we have, I think, 450 employees and probably... 40% are women? That's nuts. I would say so. It's insane to see that. And the community as well, I think, has kind of followed suit. Yeah. Especially since we started shows like Ruby. Yeah. Um, and just had more women in content. Yeah. I think it's really helped. You, okay. So you've done, you, 
I get exhausted looking up everything that you've done. Like I was trying to do like a full deep dive this morning and I was just like, there's so much. I'm sorry. I was so pissed off at you for having (laughs) such a successful career. It was like, she wears 10,000 hats. It's nuts. One of them's a beret. One, and it's super cute and very now. uh, But so you do, would you, right now you do primarily voiceover. I would say that's probably what I'm primarily known for. Okay. Yeah. Do people ever recognize your voice without knowing your face? That's happened. <laughs> that's happened to me only at conventions. Really? Um, I was recently at New York Comic Con. Yeah. And whenever we're at Comic Con, we do a big Ruby push, which is our, our animated show. And there was people that had come up to the booth and they came up to our table where we were signing. And uh, some guy was like, um, I'm looking for the the voice of Yang in Ruby. And I was like, oh, that's me. And he goes, oh, cool. Um, you sound just like her. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of the thing. Uh, and uh, he was like. And you know that he's telling oh his God. side of the story, being like, I can't believe I said that. God, I was so embarrassed. Um, and he's like, oh, cool. Oh, what's your name? And I was like, oh, that's weird. Because usually people know me as Barbara first. Right. And then everything else kind of that I do on the side. That's, so that was different. Yeah. So you were just at Comic-Con. How mm-hmm. many conventions do you think you've gone to now in your stead at Rooster Teeth? Probably a hundred. That's crazy. Uh, maybe more. And conventions are such a strange environment. It's hard to explain exactly like the controlled chaos that happens there. Yeah. Do you have any standout story of like either the most awkward fan encounter that you've ever had and then follow up to that have you ever had a very insane fangirl moment at seeing someone else at a convention um i mean i think every interaction is awkward in a in a way sure but only because i'm such an awkward person yeah girl welcome yeah (laughs) you're you're in a safe space (laughs) i think i think you could relate just people coming up to me and being so excited and overwhelmed to be meeting me and i'm like uh, like, yeah. why? I, I don't elicit these emotions yeah. in people. Uh, and especially when people get emotional, I'm like, I'm really not that cool. Like, <laughs> you don't have to be that excited. Um, but it's always so humbling to see people get such a visceral reaction from meeting you. And, yeah. and they're so excited with by something that you do or something you've been in. Um, I've had like way more humbling and, and cool experiences than anything, though. Yeah. Um, and I definitely get a little starstruck, not in the same sense I think that normal, like uh, people normally do. Sure. Only because you've seen the other side of it and like know what it's like for someone to be a fan of you. And you're like, oh, I'm just a person. So right. if I'm a fan of someone else, I'm like, oh, they're just a person. And I understand that kind of relationship. Sure, sure. Uh, but I did see the cast of The Stranger Things in the green room one time at a convention. All the kids? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> hey, I really like your show. <laughs> and they're all like 12. Yeah, and, yeah. And they're like, oh, cool. You, you're working that company that plays video games. We play video games. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those are the perfect people to like awkwardly fangirl in front of yeah. because they're going through their own puberty right now. So it's all good. Well, apparently that kid, um, Caleb, 
who's in Stranger Things, just turned 17. Yeah, I saw that. I they all they all love each other on Instagram. I follow some a lot of them on Instagram. So it's, Millie Bobby Brown is my style icon. Oh, she's just so confident so in herself. Cool. She can wear literally like an umbrella as a jacket, and I'd be like, she's perfect. I think she did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, you also, I was listening to This Morning Always Open. Yeah. Yeah, which is I'm on. Gross. Stars are just like us, guys. <laughs> I have allergies, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Always Open, you guys are kind of on hiatus now for a second. Yeah, so we're okay. seasonal. So You're we, seasonal, we okay. Take, I think it's six-week breaks in between seasons. And this is a podcast. When did this start, and how do you describe it to people? So Always Open started uh, September of 2016. Okay. Oh, my gosh. It was like two years ago. Yeah. Uh, time flies. <laughs> um, and that started because, for a number of reasons, but we have a lot of different shows at Rooster Teeth yeah. that are all male-dominated. Um, even the RT podcast tends to be three guys and a girl or four guys. That's why I think you're such an important force in that world. That's Thank what I was you. so excited about Always Open. It feels like it was probably spawned by wanting to be represented yeah. and heard. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of different reasons. Yeah. yeah those, are, those are big ones. Um, and... As someone who appears on the RT podcast regularly, something I've always been very excited and passionate to talk about is just sexuality and yeah. diversity and relationships and, and everything kind of like that. But I didn't really have the outlet for it. Sure. Um, and the audience has always liked us talking about that kind of thing. So, yeah, because I think the uh, disconnect is that, like, quote, nerd culture, like gamer culture doesn't connect with their sexuality at yeah. all. Uh, but there is a bridge that can connect those two things I just don't think that there's a spot that's really connecting those so it seems like that's a very like welcoming presence thank you yeah Yeah. we we try to make it that way and I think also just on the internet in general I think it's become so taboo to talk about sex yeah and just kind of yeah, you guys really talk about it. Yeah. You, I was in my car this morning listening, being like, oh, my God, what? My Catholic roots are like, oh. Yeah. My, my Jewish parents are very proud of me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's just something that people should be more open about mm-hmm. and, and just how you feel about certain situations. We've had so many people write into the show and say, you guys talked about so-and-so issue that I've been dealing with that I didn't know was a regular thing. Oh, that's great. And so even just to like have one person realize I'm not weird because of this is kind of the goal of the whole thing. Have has there been like a standout episode or topic that you guys talked about or even like a regretful one? You're like, (laughs) this did not go over well. Uh, my parents wish I would take this down from the internet. Yeah, um, my parents are very proud. I, I make that <laughs> joke, but they actually do listen every week, and they actually quite like the show. But, oh, that's great. Um, we did a whole episode about kinks one time. Okay. Where I feel like I learned a little too much about some of my friends. <laughs> yeah, because these are all your close friends that you guys are having extremely candid conversations yeah. with. Yeah, and you can't unhear certain things. Or unsee certain things. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I forget that you have a video component yeah. to it, too. <laughs> yeah, some people try to uh, recreate some things that they tell stories about. Wow. Um, but one of my favorite episodes we've ever done was, it's actually now two episodes we've done about mental health. We had Katie oh, Morton on. Yeah. Who I'm sure you guys. Friend of the show, friend of Grace as a personal human being. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful woman. Um, very smart, very just insightful about yeah. the whole topic and having someone like that on who really knows what she's talking about when 
none of us do. Right. Uh, I think was a really eye-opening experience. That's very cool. And Thank I mean, you. now more than ever, it's super important to make those conversations casual and candid and, um, I don't know, just approachable yeah. for people because I think people are afraid to have real conversations like that. Um, are there any topics coming up that you guys are excited about in like next season? We haven't quite figured them out yet. Okay. Are we, <laughs> yeah. How does the, what's the brainstorming process for this kind of podcast? We're definitely not <laughs> as put together as we should be two years into it. But it feels like that's part of the charm <laughs> of it all. That's a good way of putting it. Part of the charm. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, we have a creative meeting every week where we basically decide the cast. Okay. Um, if it's not someone we're flying down, if it's someone just internal that we're going to have on, we're like, oh, let's just ask them to be on the show this week. Uh, and then we run down the topics based on who we're going to have on the show. Okay. That's very cool. Okay. Explain to me because you are a worldly businesswoman. What is your regular week like? Like, what is your work week like? I know that there's no week that is identical to a week before or after. Mm-hmm. But what is on average like, or just a day? Like, what does that look like for you? <clears throat> There you go. Starts off with a couple burps. (laughs) Starts off with a fully functioning digestive system. I don't know where those came from. I'll be honest. I didn't even take a sip of my drink. Um, I think I was just nervous to talk about my week. You're like, oh, it's so much stress that your body's rejecting it. Out one end, um, not the other, which is good. It's okay. These aren't my chairs. They're Jack's. Okay, cool. I've been farting this entire time. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, I like to leave my scent wherever I go. I'm like a a skunk. In Um, your space. But no, again, like it doesn't exist. A typical day or a typical work week. Um, But if I had to describe it, I run the whole social media and community team at Rooster Teeth, which Already I'm exhausted. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's only five people under me, so it's not too difficult to manage still five more people than I can manage in my world and also like I am not I'm a person who's not cut out to be a manager because I don't even have my own shit together let alone telling other people how to manage their shit yeah um but luckily they're extremely smart capable people who know what they're doing so it's really not a lot of hand-holding that is required I'm just kind of like I'm here if you need me yeah 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 (laughs) no that's great um so usually I meet with them throughout the week to make sure that they know what they're doing. They know what our priorities are of what to promote, what to talk about. Um, and then have some creative meetings, whether it be for Always Open or uh, other shows that we're going to shoot that week. We're getting back into the writing process. Um, some of us at Rich Teeth who have never done it before, I'm actually starting to write now. Are you? Which is really exciting. Wait, you haven't done it before? Mm-mm. Oh, that's so cool. So I'm learning how to write a script. That's exciting. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. It's yeah. good. Um, and then, oh, what else? Um, yeah, I, we usually end up filming at least one or two things per week, whether it's the podcasts right. or um, live action mm-hmm. content. And sometimes I'll go in the booth for some voiceover for Ruby or Camp Camp or any of our other animated shows. That's awesome. And uh, traveling usually is a component. Yeah. <laughs> no, you guys are, you're all moguls. It's so insane. And you guys have like full hangers in Austin that the business runs out of now that it yeah. blows my mind how much it's like grown in the last few years. And there's no bathrooms inside. Really? No. You piss outside? What happens? <laughs> we do. We have buckets. Uh, <laughs> Texas. It's quirky. Rooster Teeth, 450 employees and buckets. Uh, no, they built bathrooms outside for us because I guess the hangers don't really have like plumbing. The, okay. 
So that's fun. That's, yeah. I mean, when you're a creative, bathrooms are an afterthought. Exactly. I guess. So that's always. <laughs> they don't. They don't give us any fluid at Rooster Teeth, so we never have to pee. So everyone's just wildly dehydrated. Yeah. All the time. Uh, that's so funny. Okay. I also, in a quick scan of your Instagram, <laughs> you met JVN. I did. Tell me everything. It was brief. Okay. But it, it was, I would, that is when I've been starstruck. Yeah. This is Jonathan Van Ness. For those of you that don't know, that is um, maybe the glue that holds the Queer Eye team together, even though they don't need it. And They're the just, world. The world. Yeah. He is the, <laughs> he's the change in God that we want to see in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I was at an event for podcasters and I had just finished doing like a stage presentation with some other people, very businessy. It was, it was basically two advertisers. Sure. Um, and I heard that he was also presenting after me. Oh my God. And this is like a full day event. So I was like, he could have been in the morning or like right. later that day. He happened to be right after me. And so after I finished on stage, I had like bolted out of there because I hate being in the way of people. It's like Same. my one anxiety thing where I'm like, I never want to be in the way of anything. Ever. You were fully speaking my language. <laughs> uh-huh. Totally get it. And so, um, someone texted me who was there and they're like, Hey, JVN is backstage. And I was like, fuck, I just left. Am I allowed to swear on this? Oh, okay, cool. Fucking course you can. <laughs> um, I was like, fuck, I just left. Cause I was across the street now having drinks with some people. And I was like, how long do you think he's going to be there? And they're like, he just got off stage. He's probably going to be hanging around for like a minute or two. Oh and so I like put my drink down and I bolted across the street. And I went into the room and he was facing away from me. Just a long hair. Long hair and this like beautiful robe. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, oh God. Because I like, I know what it's like when people come up to me when they're nervous. Sure. So you're like, just don't do the things that I register in other people. I was like, I just want to say hello. I I know he probably doesn't want to like meet people right now because he just did this thing. And now he's backstage relaxing, blah, blah, blah. And so I just like, I tap him on the shoulder. I'm like, "Mm, uh, excuse me. Uh, Hi, I just wanted to say, like, I I think you're awesome. Uh, I'm really a big fan of your work. And I was wondering if I could just get a quick photo with you. And he goes, sure. And he, like, turns and, like, we take a photo. And I'm like, thank you so much. By the way, you look awesome. And he goes, and he, like, smiles at me and then turns back. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to throw up. And then I did. No, I'm just oh, no, that's the most perfect, Jay. That's exactly how I imagined him to be. I don't yeah. think I would have that much courage to even do what you did. I think I would be too... Uh, yeah, I couldn't. I don't think I could even tap him on the shoulder. I you, don't know. You could see my like in the photo that I took with him. I was shaking, and the photo is like qu- not quite perfectly in focus. <laughs> and I think that was why. Was and like, then you're like, oh, it's just a filter. The filter did it. Yeah, it made it blurry on the edges. Oh my god. Okay. Um, I just I don't know what I would do. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back. We have some ridiculous questions for Barbara Dunkelman on Not Too Deep. Right after this. Not- Jack, would you like to turn your dream into a reality with Squarespace? You know I would, Grace. Well, phew, today's your day because they're sponsoring this episode of Not Too Deep and they make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. That's true. Whether you're looking to start a new business, showcase your work, publish content, sell products, and more, Squarespace is the tool for you. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about anything with a few clicks so you can easily make a beautiful website all by yourself. Squarespace's powerful e-commerce functionality lets you sell anything online, and analytics help you grow your site in real time. And this is something people might overlook, but they optimize everything for mobile right out of the box, and there's nothing to patch or 
upgrade ever. It's really important because people will look at your site on their phones. Yep. And buying domains is really simple and you'll get all the help you need with their 24-7 award-winning customer support if you need it. If you need it. They're there for you. They empower millions of people, designers, lawyers, artists, gamers, restaurants, gyms, jack, fairies. That's right. To turn great ideas into something real. In fact, the website for this very show is a Squarespace uh, site. The inception of it all. <laughs> yes. And you guys can get ready by going to squarespace.com slash grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash grace. Offer code grace. Not, not too deep. Support for today's show comes from Third Love. Using millions of real women's measurements, Third Love designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and incredible feel. Just answer a few simple questions from Third Love's Fit Finder quiz to find your perfect fit third love offers double the number of sizes that most brands offer cups a through h bands up to 48 and with lightweight memory foam cups straps that won't slip and tagless labels you'll want to wear these soft but breathable bras and underwear every day, especially the new cotton t-shirt bras and underwear. But thanks to the 100% fit guarantee, returns and exchanges are free and easy. And you're talking to a slop monster here that only wants comfort over fashion. And so I'm always living in a sports bra and they sent me a couple of their bras and they're fan fantastic i cannot say enough good things about them third love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering my listeners you beautiful beautiful people 15 percent off your first order go to thirdlove.com slash grace now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15 percent off your first purchase that's thirdlove.com slash grace for 15 percent off today we're back ah. <laughs> wow that was a great Ad read. <laughs> Love. Thank you. God bless Squarespace, which is probably who sponsored this episode. Uh, no, you were just telling me that uh, that was your first voiceover thing ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Explain to the people that are listening <laughs> because this is insane to me. Yeah. So uh, we were just talking about Ruby, which is the, the first animated show that I've ever done a voice for. Started back in 2013. We premiered RTX actually that year. And it was created by someone named Monty Ohm. Uh Brilliant, amazing, wonderful person. And he created these four main characters for the show. And he based one character off of me and my personality. And so when he was creating them, he approached me about it. And he said, I would love for you to play this character. Um, Do you think that's something you'd be interested in? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't know how to do voiceover. So... Um, hopefully I'm not shit at it. <laughs> but what, okay, so what was the learning curve for you doing voiceover? You had the one learn to embrace your voice. I, I did. Uh-huh. Um, and we were also just talking about how embarrassing and degrading it is to do voiceover work at all. It's very weird. It's, um, you, I find myself gesticulating a lot mm-hmm. to no one because there's no, you know, video quality to this. But it's good because it helps you. Yeah, it helps you. But then you feel, and there's such a weird vulnerability about it. I don't know how to fully explain it. It's different. Yeah, because when you're actually on camera acting, you are aware that people are watching you, but it's because... That's the performance. Right. I think you're so dialed in on this one sensory organ, your voice, that you're like, am I speaking correctly? Am I saying words properly? How do I, am I reading things right? Proper emotion for this? Um, I think the biggest learning curve for me was my idea of voice acting was always you have to change your voice. 
that oh. like, oh, if I'm if I'm doing a character's voice, it has to not be my own voice. Okay. And so when I first went in to read for the character that I play, which is Yang, I did it like in a high pitched kind of tone. <laughs> I was like, hey guys, what are we doing today? And they're like, try it with like your normal voice like we base this on you so can you just use your voice she's also 17 and not 12 um and so I just kind of switch gears and just learn that voice acting is just being able to act with your voice whether or not that's a different tone or a different type of voice that you're doing it's just acting that's super cool but also like a very weird thing it seems like common knowledge yeah like yeah voice acting is acting with your voice but the yeah I'm the same way that literally whenever I've put an audition on tape I'm like it must be a character it must be something that's not me um you have a clothing and accessories line with RTX that is cute as fuck thank you I mean, do people know about this? They should, because I looked this up and I was like, this is really, really cute. Do like girls should know about this? Well, yes, we will send you stuff, Grace. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Barbara, for reading between the lines. I fully appreciate it. Um, No, thank you. Um, I am very fortunate to be able to work with such an amazing design team at Rooster Teeth. Yeah. They they started off by doing Jeff Ramsey, his clothing line. Okay. Another guy at Rooster Teeth who has a very particular style. Mm -hmm. And his whole thing was that he didn't want to wear Rooster Teeth merchandise because it didn't blend with his fashion sense his personal brand he doesn't like quote shirts or or things like that yeah yeah yeah. and so they're like what if we make rooster t-shirts that are just like stuff that you would wear Uh and that's how that whole thing kicked off and when that was a success they approached me about it and they're like why don't we make the barbara dunkelman clothing line yeah and i was like could we call it something shorter (laughs) (laughs) turns out we can't um but yeah I had the opportunity to work with the design team to come up with different lines and different collections that we've been doing um and that is something that has always been a dream of mine ever since I've been a kid okay yeah okay because I was looking at these designs and I was like this resonates with me hardcore and I'm curious to see like how hands-on you were with it because I you know when you're a young girl and you're not like super girly but you want to be girly and Mm -hmm. also have a tomboy kind of aspect to your personality it's hard to find like a space for you in like the fashion world and Mm -hmm. accessories. And I felt like your line really kind of blended those two things really well. Thank you. Yeah. That's kind of the intention of it because I am kind of to this day still very much a tomboy, Mm -hmm. but I also like having, you're a girl and like being feminine (laughs) and cute. Yeah. And, and looking put together. So uh, for each line, or guess collection, whatever they're called. Get it. <laughs> um, I came up with like kind of a general theme for them and then work with the designers on sending inspiration and different cuts and different designs that I like. Cool. And they kind of create mood boards and then we take inspiration from different things and then they kind of pitch these different designs to me and we make notes. So That's I don't actually awesome. physically design anything because I don't have any graphic skills But whatsoever. it's a collaborative experience because yeah. you're creating ultimately things that you would want to wear if you didn't design them, right? That's the secret. Yeah. I just wanted free clothes. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to get into the design world, just, you know, go with the <laughs> idea of wanting free clothing. Just find a company that you like from a very young age. <laughs> Seven years later, get a job with them. Just start posting on their forums yeah. and message boards, and then it'll manifest itself for yourself. Yeah, easy. Um, also, in looking at your social media, you recently posted a photo of yourself with brown hair and bangs. 
<laughs> what was going on there? Now I'm rethinking everything that I've posted in the last oh, two weeks yeah. on Welcome social media. Oh, yeah. Welcome to stalker.com slash Grace Helbig. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not deep enough, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, as a woman that's cut her own bangs twice in moments of crises, um, was this a crisis moment? Was this just like an actual like, I wanted bangs? I cut those bangs as well by myself. Yeah. <laughs> every, time, every time I've had bangs in my adult life, they've been cut by myself. <laughs> Um, no, that was, I, I get the urge to change my hair probably once a month. Oh yeah. Like I literally just added extensions because I was like, I'm bored, I'm bored and I'm impatient to let my hair grow by itself. Yep. Yeah. I've wanted to go redhead probably a dozen times. Have you never? Because it, it washes out pretty quickly. So I hear, I hear like once you go red, it's like in your hair. Oh, like, okay. Until it's grown itself all the way out gotcha okay so it's a commitment it's like a tattoo for your hair essentially there you go <laughs> like when you grow new skin is that the one that's like the <laughs> ominous one that you haven't actually like that's the rainbow that you want to chase yeah i think someday i'll do it um but when i did dye my hair brown and i don't want to make it sound like i'm dissing all brunettes wait is your hair naturally blonde mm -hmm. oh dirty god blonde god bless yeah. my hair is naturally brown so <sighs> i don't uh but i've also dyed it back to brown uh yeah. in times of crisis uh fun um but i did realize when i was a brunette for that short period of time that i felt very plain oh and i'm not trying to say that brunettes are plain but i also had the same similar feelings just when you're used to having very bright hair and mm -hmm. having like stand out in photos or whatever it is and then all of a sudden that's not there you're like oh no. i felt very serious yeah i felt like um I'm a dumb human being by nature, and I felt like I wasn't allowed to be dumb when I had brown hair. Like, I felt like I had to be uh, more informed did than it, I wanted to be. Did it change your fashion sense, too? Because that's oh, what it did to me. Yeah, I wore sweatpants a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't really change that. But it made me think that sweatpants were fashion. Mm. Uh, so I was just, just put heels with them. And yeah, exactly. Classy, yeah. Just put some ankle booties with them. Yeah. And yeah, now you're a part of the regular world. Uh <laughs> Have you ever gone like super short? Uh, only once in high school. Okay. And that was like chin length. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever go any shorter than that. I have a real, like, because I've been five foot nine ever since I was 12. And really? I work at a computer. Yeah. It's an awkward story, but <laughs> well, childhood lifetime, everything. Um, so I have like a bad hunch. Same. That I've had basically my entire life. Uh, and so I feel like if I cut my hair, it'll just show the hunch more. I am a thousand percent with you. Yeah. Yes. I'm five foot nine also, but I, uh, it happened later in high school. And as a person that's dated shorter guys, I think I've, um, just tried to of, come into yourself like this. Yeah. Bit. Just like to help them feel comfortable. And so, yeah, I still struggle with like posture yeah. in general. Me too. Uh, and that's why hair exists and <laughs> hair extensions covers everything. Uh, <laughs> um, Okay, what was the last big house gathering you hosted? Well, I have a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> so, could only really fit four people in there, Max. Okay. So, um, I had some friends over for game night a couple weeks ago. How'd that go? It was good. Yeah? We, uh, we played this game called Concept. What's that? It's either German or, like, some other place in Europe. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's basically... Like a game of charades, but with pictures on a board. Okay. So like you'll get a card that has, uh, a, I think, six different words, and it ranges from very easy to very difficult. Okay. And so like an easy one will be um, 
princess. And so you could put like a, a tile on girl and a tile on like fictional and like all these different things to kind of indicate what you're trying to say. Okay. And then people guess and you could kind of like say yes to certain things, but you can't say no. But um, you're not acting out anything. Right. You're okay. just placing tiles on a board that has pictures on it. Oh, it's, it's very controlled. It's so much fun. It's fun. Yeah. I've never heard of it before. I should try it out. Concept. Uh, concept. What a great concept. Um, is there <laughs> That's a <our> slogan? <laughs> there you go. We secretly work for the company. This is sponsored by concept and Squarespace. Um, is there a, if you could create a game, have you ever thought about doing that? Oh, I, I don't think I'm smart enough to create. A <laughs> I'll be honest here. Like, <laughs> games involve so much thought and process and just thinking about all the different outcomes of different things that I, I don't think I could wrap my head around it. Yeah, I think I would if I had to come up with like the start of a game, like the initial idea, and then it would never finish. So no one would ever finish the game and they'd be extremely frustrated by me. Or extremely satisfied because it's a game that never finishes. Never ends. Yeah. Uh, what's your, other than concept, what are your top games that you're into right now? I really like code names. I don't know that either. Oh my God. I don't know anything. It's I'm so literally, different in LA here. I just started Words with Friends a couple weeks ago. I'm so behind on games. I'm terrible at There's them. There's this great game called Candy Crush. You should check it out. What? <laughs> it's called A Dentist. Code words is, code names. Code names. Code names. Um, awesome game you play it in teams and you have a table that has all these different words on it so it could be like spoon hairbrush tokyo like etc cetera, etc cetera. okay and two people will sit on one end and they're the clue givers one okay. from one team one from the other and there's a board that shows all the tiles that are yours and mm -hmm. all the tiles that are the other teams and you have to make your team guess what words you have and try to get all of them figured out before the other team whoa and so like let's say i have Tokyo, uh, New York, and L.A. Uh -huh. I could be like, all right, your code word is places and three words. So you have to be like, okay, let's, let's look at the board and see what matches the word places. Whoa. And you have to get really creative with it sometimes because if you have Tokyo, New York, and L.A., but there's also Alaska on the board. Right, right, right. And that's not one of your tiles. But you can only give one word descriptions yep. or clues oh now i want to play right now can we stop the podcast <laughs> but, uh that sounds super fun okay what's another like game that you wreck right now i've always been a really big fan of cranium oh yeah have you ever played that yeah that's a classic that's fun for the whole family if you want to like induce stress within everyone <laughs> yep yep seeing my two brothers play on the same team in cranium is probably the funniest thing i've ever seen really because my younger brother it gets so frustrated with my older brother brother and my older brother can't guess any clues ever and so one time they were doing the pictionary game and they had the clue um men without hats okay and so <laughs> my little brother was drawing it and my older brother was like uh men not wearing hats <laughs> Men that don't have hats on their heads. And he just kept going in every direction that wasn't the actual clue. Which is insanely frustrating. And will drive a family apart from each other. Yeah, they don't talk anymore. <laughs> Games are the bonder and the completely uh, driving force between families. God bless them. Okay. Um, who is your favorite recurring guest on Always Open? Oh, man. I think one of my favorite people to have on there is Miles Luna. Yeah. Uh, he's a, a friend of ours at the company. He uh, is one of the writers on Ruby and, and one, our head writer in animation. He 
is one of the best storytellers I've ever met. Really? And having him on that show and him going into vivid details about certain things is just, <laughs> it's just life changing. It's, yeah, I'm sure he paints many pictures. He told this story about his first blowjob, which I will never forget. Received or given? Received. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know him. Uh, received. He, he said it was a, a girl in high school who handcuffed him to the bed and then played heavy metal music while she went down. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just headbanging the whole time? I don't know. I guess oh technically, isn't that technically what a blowjob should be called? <laughs> I mean, headbanging? It's literally headbanging. And she got a beat. She had a rhythm to go to. Oh my God. Good for her. I can see how. Can we get him on this podcast? <laughs> um, okay, who is the biggest gossip in your family? You said you have an older brother and younger brother. You're the middle child. Mm-hmm. Okay, same. Yeah. Um, Are we the same person? I think so. We get confused with each other on Twitter via people I saw many times. Look in the mirror and I go, "Oh, thought I was Grace for a second." Same, but I thought I was Ruby the whole time. <laughs> so great. Uh, do like how much older is your older brother and how much younger is your younger? My older brother is two and a half years older. Okay. And then my younger brother is four and a half, almost five years younger. Okay. Um, are either one of them like big gossips? No. Not at Not all. Not at all. I would say my mom is probably the biggest gossip in the family. Really? <laughs> yeah. She loves knowing everybody's secrets. But she also, you said that your parents are super supportive of you working at RTX. Is she like really kind of involved in like your workspace there? My parents are a little too involved in Rooster Teeth. Really? Um, and I've told them this before, so it's not going to come as a shock to them when they listen to this. Uh-huh. Um, they listen to the podcast every week. They watch Always Open every week. They uh-huh. follow me on Twitter. They follow everyone at Rooster Teeth on Twitter and every social media. I got Snapchat, so they got Snapchat. Uh, but your parents have Snapchat? Just to follow me. <laughs> so now I don't use Snapchat anymore. Um, and like, it's it's nice to have parents who are so supportive and they care sure. about what you do, but it's also like, I know that whatever I say, my parents are going to hear it. Yeah. Do they respond to fans ever? Have you ever had to like call them up and be like, <laughs> Ma, you got to chill out for a second, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, my mom used to do this thing, which I, she might get upset about me talking about on the show. But We're a big fan of mom. It's okay. Yeah. All she's love here. <laughs> wonderful, and I love her. Um, but she used to respond to fans who tweeted at me. Um, she would respond to them and hashtag her tweets, Barb's mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> wait, wait, okay. So <laughs> now I just want to look up this hashtag and see how many tweets there are under this hashtag. That's Probably too many. Amazing. So her own Twitter account, her Twitter account isn't Barb's mom. No, but I think she wishes it could be. Yeah. I'm like, can you guys talk to someone at Twitter and get her on there as Barb's mom so yeah. she can forego the hashtag? I think she tweeted you after you sent out a tweet about. Today? Uh, this show. Oh, God. Well, I'm going to find it you and should. we're going to get to those questions. <laughs> Actually, that's the perfect segue. So we're going to take one more break and then get into some internet questions, perhaps from hashtag Barb's mom <laughs> after this break. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. This week's episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by the Burst Sonic Toothbrush. It is the best oral care you'll ever buy. The Burst Sonic Toothbrush has a built-in two-minute timer and is designed to make teeth whiter and brighter in just 
days. Burst is best known for its charcoal-infused, super soft bristles. The charcoal removes surface stains and is antimicrobial. Um, I'm learning how to pronounce that word. It's very important, which helps keep the bristles hygienic for the lifetime of the brush head. It's proven to remove plaque and stains without damaging enamel or your gums. And Burst has the most powerful motor on the market and the longest battery life with up to four weeks use on just one hour's charge. And to be very fair because that's all we are here on Not Too Deep. Uh, They sent me this toothbrush. I love it very much. I am in a hotel room recording this ad copy right now with the toothbrush uh, in my bathroom in this hotel room. And it's, yeah, it's my go-to. So go to BurstOralCare.com to get your Burst Sonic toothbrush today. And with the Burst subscription program, you'll get a new replacement head every three months for just $6 each. If you use my code GRACE, G-R-A-C-E, at checkout, you'll also get 10% off your order. That's BurstOralCare.com with code GRACE for 10% off. Don't miss out on this special offer. It's a great gift idea too. Just put it out there to all your gross mouth friends. Go to burstoralcare.com and don't forget the code GRACE. We're back. We're back. <laughs> We're back uh, with Barbara Dunkelman. Dongleman. 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 <laughs> the correct Canadian pronunciation <laughs> of her last name. Uh, okay, we're going to get into some Twitter questions, uh, one of which submitted by your mother. Um, but before we do, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest that is on the podcast. And the first is, who alive or dead would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Gosh. I know you're Canadian and nice, and this is a hard question. It is. <laughs> I mean, is it a political statement if I say Donald Trump? Not at all. And how many of your previous guests have said Donald Trump? Many. It's probably the most popular answer. Okay. Many, but it's not even a political statement. I feel like it's just a personal statement of just like human to human. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get your shit together. I don't like what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Oh, God. That should be a produced uh, Rooster Teeth video. <laughs> um, okay. The other question uh, or ask is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call. We can only use three words or three small phrases. <laughs> Mine is college jogging front lawn. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for them. <laughs> Mine would be apartment, uh, movie. Whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if I included another word or phrase, it would be, uh, thought it was a fart. (laughs) That's been a common theme. Yeah. People trusted the fart. Um, And that's like kind of the biggest lesson in adulthood I've learned from doing this podcast the last five years. Never trust a fart. Yeah. No, don't. I've also shat myself probably more than the average person. And I'm not afraid to admit that. That makes you so much more relatable. (laughs) I I carry extra clothes in my car just because I don't trust my uh, systems in my body at all. Me too. I think that's how you become mature. Uh, Okay. Let's get into these Twitter questions. The first uh, is from Marion Letterman. She says, when will this be available? Asking for a friend or mom. (laughs) I believe this is your mother. Mm, What gave it away? She got right in there. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want to search all her tweets and find out every time she mentions the word mom. I mean, unfortunately, she did not hashtag it Barb's mom. But um, I told her to stop. (laughs) 
She, <laughs> but she really did get right in there, and it's very, very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marion, this should um, be available on December 10th, um, but we will keep you abreast of this beforehand. Don't worry. Uh, okay, someone's to know, as an Ontarian to Ontarian, is that the right way to say that? I think so. Okay. How do you keep it real, eh? Ooh. Oh, don't you know? Um, I guess that was more Minnesotan than uh, Canadian. Uh, how do I keep it real? I just, I don't know how to not be just me. Yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of people, when I meet them in person, they're like, oh, you're you're the same as you are in your podcast or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know really how to put on a character. That's like a lot of people do, I think on YouTube or just in entertainment in general. Yeah, I think that's great. It's less exhausting <laughs> to like put a mask on than take one off constantly. The only mask I put on are these fake eyelashes. Get it, girl. <laughs> which I accidentally brought the big boys this trip. I didn't bring like my subtle ones. I love them. They look great. I wish I knew how to apply them properly. I would be rocking them constantly. It took me 20 years. I finally learned. <laughs> I started when I was nine. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's going on in Canada? Uh, someone wants to know best and worst drinks from Always Open. Him. Oh, because what's that? You guys are drinking every episode. Yeah. Okay. We and have is, a real bartender on the show. You do. Okay. And so it's like up to their discretion what they're making every episode. So we do. Um, we do that. Yeah. We also you know, are we just like folding and unfolding ladders to the store. Be a maintenance guy outside. Sorry, guys. You guys hear anything in the background? It's just someone falling off a ladder constantly. Yeah. It's it's very dangerous. Yeah. If only you could see. Um, no, we have, uh, shots that we do at the beginning of every episode. Um, Is it lemon drop every time? Not every time. Okay. It's been, I think two or three times because we don't keep track of the shots we do. (laughs) So like once like 20 or 30 episodes go by, we're like, Oh, someone submitted a lemon drop. This sounds good. Let's give it a shot. (laughs) Let's try it. Yeah. Uh, but some people, sometimes some people have submitted some very, uh, questionable. So it's always user submitted. Mm -hmm. Okay. We don't always do them. Okay. Or we don't always follow them to a T. Sometimes the bartender will be like, mm, that'll be disgusting. Don't yeah. do that. I'll do this instead of that. Have there been any standouts? There was one that tasted like cheesecake. And I don't what? remember the name of it. Yeah, it was like a raspberry liqueur plus something else. And it just like all came together and tasted like cheesecake. That sounds amazing. I mean. Dangerous is what it was. Amazingly dangerous. Can we afford a bartender on this podcast, please, in the future? <laughs> Uh, I can make you a drink if you want to drink. It's just a cup of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> just put literal cheesecake in a blender with vodka and I'll drink it. Uh, amazing. Right? I'm a bartender. Uh, someone wants to know, how would you describe your perfect Sunday? My perfect Sunday? I assume this means, because you don't have like a set schedule. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming Sunday means um, a day you don't have to work. Yes. Yeah. Or travel. Yeah. Uh, my perfect Sunday would be... Waking up at like 10, 11 o'clock. I used to How be able to sleep you? until like two when I was like in college and high school. Mm-hmm. Can't do that anymore. My body's just like, get the fuck up, <laughs> you lazy bitch. Um, so it's sleeping in, going to brunch because I'm a slut for brunch as everyone in Austin is. Yes, Austin. I was um, pescatarian for a long time and Austin had a Bloody Mary when I was down there for South by Southwest years ago with candied bacon in it and it turned me completely and Austin brunch is nothing to be messed with. It's not, it's no joke. Yeah. Um, Definitely a good brunch and then I'd probably want to go to a movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Alamo Draft House is like my favorite place. Oh, fun. Uh, And then go shopping. It's like one way that I relax. Uh, and then yep. 
watch some Netflix, have some pizza, go to sleep. That sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like that's I'm gonna do that this weekend. <laughs> you just described a perfect day. Uh, okay, if the, someone wants to know if there was one thing, if there was one negative thing you could eradicate from the world, what would it be? I'm assuming that's a very intelligent way of saying what's your pet peeve. Mm, I didn't even think about it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a grandiose scale of one thing you could uh, eliminate from the world. Um, my pet peeve is just bad drivers. I know it's kind of like a generic thing, but oh yeah, people who don't use their signal, the, oh, who don't dog, turn their headlights on when it's is, raining. Yeah, this is how I know that I'm like a full fledged adult. Is that I get furious when someone doesn't use their turn signal. Furious. I'm like, cars are advanced technology and they have these buttons in there to help everyone else because we can't scream outside that we're going to turn right or left. Someone not using their turn signal is how I got into my one and only car accident. Really? And it was barely anything. I was driving behind someone and they were going pretty fast. I was going pretty fast, but I was still like a normal distance away from them. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden they slam on their brakes to turn. And I'm like, oh, so I slam on my brakes and then I end up hitting them in the back. I hate that. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, you, d- you gave, turn signal. <laughs> you didn't give me a literal signal. Yeah. The re- like the only way a car communicates with another car is through these lights that we have. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it's amazing that they put these functions in. You don't use them. My other pet peeve, and I don't know if it, it would be a pet peeve or something that I would like to add more to the world. Uh-huh. I wish people had more empathy. I wish yeah. that was a thing that existed in our society. Yeah. In a more broad way. Okay, so we are the exact same person. <laughs> so, uh, I am with you 10,000%. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, now more than ever, too. Just like patient understanding and compassion. And I think, honestly, that's the reason why there's such a divide in so many things that are discussed, especially online, is that people just don't understand yeah. other people and other ways of life. And, and, you know, I think that's a big reason why we have the current administration that we do is because those small towns don't get exposed to so many different ways of life. Yeah. And they don't understand what it's like to be gay or black or anything like that. Um, Or they've never met anybody who's in that position. And so they can't empathize with those people on certain issues. And it must be kind of insane to be part of a platform that is like super global that provides kind of like storytelling and perspective from different, you know, lives to people that don't have any access to that outside of like their small towns. Yeah. But also still see like closed mindedness and still see like lack of empathy, lack of understanding or lack of like uh, wanting to understand. Yeah. That's the worst when people just are so dead set, dead set and stubborn and don't even want to hear a different perspective. Um, but I've been very lucky to be able to do always open and to reach the audience that we have. There's actually a few times, especially at RTX where people have come up to me and said that they grew up in a very kind of close minded religious household. They started watching the show and they're like, I never realized the hardships that this group of people went through or that, or that this was like. And so like, it really opened my eyes to this. And I was like, could you share this with 10 of your friends? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Literally pass it on. Yeah. That must be so fulfilling then to be able to do something that one, you probably wanted to hear and watch when you were younger and be able to provide that now for someone else. And also I'm sure you get to like, like I get to figure out more about myself doing this show that you must be able to figure out more about like your views and your life and perspective by doing that. You kind of figure out how much you don't know. Yeah. And I think more people need to be okay with that. Uh. (laughs) 
Sorry, I'm like having a therapy session right now with Barbara. <laughs> this is a one-on-one now. I apologize to everyone. Uh, close down your laptops. Um, no, absolutely. It's like being okay, not knowing. It's yeah. easier said than done, but like feeling okay, being curious and asking what you think are dumb questions. Yeah. I think is really important and just being open-minded and, and respectful. Uh, I'm so excited for more Always Open. Can I come on an episode? Yes, please. Uh, I would love to. Okay. I actually have a little gift for you. What? Sorry, this was. <laughs> it's in my backpack. Wait, you're not allowed to give me a gift until I give you a gift for being on the podcast. Don't be too excited. It's not. It, it's, Vice versa. <laughs> this is a little Always Open pin. Oh, this is amazing. Okay, so this is a yellow mouth. Right? Yellow yes. mouth? Okay. Uh, this is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much, Barbara. Oh, this is so cool. I would love to have you on the show. I've honestly, like, I'll be completely real with you. And, like, I've been so intimidated to invite you on the show because, like, you are, like, one of my biggest, like, role models and people who I look up to in the industry. And I'm like, she never want to come on the show. Oh, my. She's too too good for it. I don't know if I should even ask her if she would be offended, blah, blah, blah. No. Okay. We literally are the same person because I'm so intimidated by, like, the amount of success and everything that you're doing and all of the ways that you are, like, being yourself in an industry that is very hard to get into as just a human being, let alone a female, let alone, like, a female with, like... I don't know, um, um, uh, confidence and like jurisdiction <laughs> it's over all like, faked. <laughs> I know, same. Uh, no, I, so I obviously, yes, I would awesome. love to uh, absolutely um, give myself an open invitation on my own episode of Not Too Deep <laughs> to your podcast. Now we'll just see which episode comes out first because it's going to oh, be it's very definitely confusing. Yours. <laughs> we are very late to the game. Um, but now, in I mean, in the you know, the spirit of gift giving, I feel like we have to give you the gift for being on this podcast with us, oh, I, which isn't a very, it's not wrapped in plastic. Everyone's touched it. But it's, I um, can eat it. It's well, you know, should I not? You can actually. You, you it's can? Safe. No, it's safe. It is. Yeah, you can <laughs> is like. You'll, you'll have to. I have very you, like, I, low bars for I, cleanliness. So then, then go, you go have to, to get on a plane later. So I might <laughs> not, but you can oh. technically. Is this, you guys put your own fortune in this? Yeah, we touch it. This is a long ass fortune. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> should, I read, should I read this out loud? If you want to. So the merch you designed for Rushdie is like really, 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 really cute. Did I get really, 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 really cute? And we would really, 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 really say no to any free stuff you might have lying around, but like only if you want to. IDK. Now we feel embarrassed for full bringing it up. <laughs> yeah, that is fully exactly my internal thoughts yeah, translated. You could, you in could a have anything and everything. Oh, Barbara. Uh, Just well, give me your size and we'll, we'll, we'll hit it up. Perfect. Um, I mean, I already got my, my gift was like you being on this podcast. This was super fun. And I feel like I have so much more to ask you. So we should do more episodes in the future whenever you're in town. Anytime. Uh, but for people that do not know, where can they find everything that you're up to, everything that you're doing? Pornhub.com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're our sponsor. Um, I, you could find me pretty much on every social media platform except Snapchat. Um, B. Dunkelman, <laughs> which is B-D-U-N-K-E-L-M-A-N. And then I'm also in Rooster Teeth content. That's at roosterteeth.com. Awesome. Yeah. Are you uh, are you doing any conventions coming up? Are you doing any um, public appearances? Yeah. So we have one. It actually might come out 
around the time that we're at this convention, we're going to be uh, in Louisville, Kentucky at the Ooh. end of November, early December. And then we're like the me and the Ruby girls where we go to conventions like once a month in different cities. So just awesome. keep on uh, keep an eye on our Twitters. Yeah. Check into their social media and just make sure that you're caught up on all things. Barbara Dongleman. Dongleman. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. This was super of fun. Thank you. Of course. We'll see you guys next time when I'm on Barbara's podcast. Yeah. Thanks for watching Not Too Deep. <laughs> Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. Not too deep. Grace Helbig. Third Love is passionate about the perfect fit, and they believe it's time for your bra to fit you, not the other way around. Their collections are designed by women for women, so you'll love the way you feel under each and every look. And now they offer over 70 sizes and more than a dozen styles, so you'll find the perfect bra for every moment and every outfit. Get 15% off your first purchase by going to thirdlove.com grace today. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer and director by Jack Ferry. Producer and editor, Melissa D. Monts. Writing by Diane Kang. Production assistance by Katrina Henning. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. And an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. Too deep, too deep, too deep, not too deep. This Grace Helbig. Whatever struggles you are facing, from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, as well as chat and text with your therapist. And anything you share is completely confidential. Best of all, it is affordable, and you will get 10% off your first month with the discount code GRACE. So why not get started? Go to betterhelp.com grace. Fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor that you'll love today. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz.